When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome along to the Rocky Road Boxing Podcast with me, your host, Kevin Byrne. Today we're joined by a man who's taken the Rocky Road unboxing and not just via Rocky Square and Castlebar, although I do believe there were a couple of pit stops along the way. He completed the set of medals in the amateur ranks with Irish, European and world titles. It wasn't all smooth sailing though, as his dream of making the Olympics never materialised, although he came close to qualifying for both the 2012 and 2016 Games. He turned professional in 2017 with big ambitions and dreams of conquering America. And after making it through tests over four, six and then eight rounds, progressing perfectly, he came unstuck when he reached his first 10 round contest. That night in his home county of Mayo in December 2018 showed the beauty of Irish boxing and the potential it holds. A wild crowd, passion in the air and wins for 10 Irish boxers ahead of the main event, which was shown live on TGA Cahar. He showed silky skills and no little heart against Mexico's Christian Urez Queta, climbing off the canvas twice in a crazy fifth round and did make the final bell, but dropped a split decision at the finish. We hope there'll be a quick comeback. Those fans deserve one after all, but it's been a, lo- a long road back to this stage. He's fought just once since, picking up a win in Belgium last year as COVID played havoc with his plans, but now he has a chance to get back on track. He'll fight unbeaten English prospect Dalton Smith on the Josh Warrington Kiko Martinez bill in Leeds on March 26th. No doubt his county and his country will be, ho- will be behind him once more. You know who it is by now. After all, you clicked the link, so thank you for that. But I'm delighted to introduce Ray Moyla to the show. Ray, what's it going to take for an Irish underdog to arrest the slide to stop the rot in England? Kevin, thank you very much, number one, for that intro. And uh, the book is surely going to have to win the now at this stage. You have, you have, the, whole, you have, the, full, you have the full package spoiled. But, uh, very thank welcome. you very much. Thank you very I apologise to you and to everyone else for the, the croakiness of my voice. <laughs> I went into the pub, a busy pub for the first time. Uh, in a while this week and uh, shouting over the loud music it's gone the voice is gone so you're all right the days are gone for me with a few gospers in the house yeah. and trying to train them days are gone but no just in terms of you know what's it going to take to turn the english over look at it, it's uh i'm going to have to be my best on on march 26th and uh, you know it's it's ireland versus england at the end of the day and it's it's close enough to st patrick's day so we'll call it our own but um you know, I'm under no illusion. Dollar Smith is a good lad, but uh, I know at my best I'll beat him. And look, at I have a great record against English boxers and the amateurs. I've done it before um, in the professional ranks. I've done it too. So it's just now a matter of, of just carrying it through to, to March 26th. 
Yeah, because you beat fighters from either England or GB, I guess, en route to your major medals, world and European. Yeah, I, I bought yeah, like a, Ireland versus England was is like a hot a hot property in 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 one day internationals, let's say, um, you know, in Donegal and in, in Westport, even in Dublin, you know, we we fought each other a lot. But in in let's say in the competitions, then uh, Tom Stalker, I bet in the European final, um, I bet Robbie Davies twice. Robbie Davis Jr. twice in the internationals and just other lads, the core, the Gibbs lads in Birmingham bet them, you know. So, um, I've I've fought plenty of the English lads, but look at the that doesn't count for anything. Yeah. Uh, from March 26th, it says Dalton Smith. I haven't boxed him before, and it'll be it'll be a challenge for both of us. Yeah, there's no point in dressing it up or pretending that this is anything other than uh than what it is. I guess you you've you canvas match room for this fight, but if I hadn't known that, I would have been saying that this fight looks like a lot of other guys from Ireland have been called up by the big name promoter in the England in England because there's no real domestic scene to speak of here. Irish guys are eager for a for an opportunity, so what they seem to do is look over at Ireland, and go right, this guy's going to get a big social media push behind him from his country. We'll pick a guy who's inactive. You've been out of the ring for a year. And uh, they'll place you on a card against hot property, and they they kind of know what's going to happen. Other Irish fighters have been in the exact same situation in recent times. It hasn't gone well. Uh, I'm not trying to dent your confidence. I know that you're 100% confident, but this is something Irish fans have had to watch over and over and over again. Irish guys going in against going in as underdogs on these major cards. Have you got any words of encouragement for the fans? We're getting a bit <clears throat> round off with the way the script is going. Well. We're all in boxing to fight the big fight. We all want the big fights. You know, Eddie Hearn is is the man of the hour. He's the man that's run a box on this side of the world, this side of the Atlantic. And, you know, when I started turned fresh on the first day ever was always to fight an Eddie Hearn show on Sky Sports or as the zone now. So like this is the, the peak where I want to be. So it's not Eddie Hearn's fault that I'm inactive. It's not Eddie Hearn's fault that some of the other lads were inactive. Um, he's given us the opportunity to to make a name for ourselves, to make a living for ourselves, to make a future for ourselves. So I thank him for that. Um, yes, absolutely. I'm up against it. I'm under no illusion that Dalton Smith is a very good fighter. Um, he's in his prime. I've been on the couch for the last three years or so. We're all led to believe, and I'm happy enough with that too. So I just want to say I'm ready for the challenge. I'm. I'm grateful for it, number one. That has to, I've been, as you mentioned earlier on, I was very frustrated, um, number one, these issues, and number two, then with the pandemic. So, you know, I didn't really have an awful lot happening for myself. So I, we actually did. We pushed, we were on to Frank Smith a lot over the last couple of weeks. He's the matchmaker for, for matchroom boxing. And um, he finally came up with this one. And it was offered to me on a Monday morning, and I accepted it. Um, by lunchtime and I had three days to accept it you know so I knew Dalton Smith I was following obviously the, the light welters because I had a fair chance I had a fair idea that I'd be pitched with a handful of, of the light welters that were there and that's who I wanted to fight mm. How do you feel this fight this opportunity stacks up with other kind of fights I'm talking about like in recent weeks we've seen you know, Craig McCarthy, an unbeaten guy from Ireland, take an opportunity on a big card against Bradley Ree and, you know, gets the opportunity to fight on a Sky platform. Or, you know, uh, Eric Donovan got a big shot against Roby Ramirez out of left field. We've seen Niall Kennedy 
<clears throat> win against Alan Babich a couple of years back, even Patrick Hoyland at the end of his career in against Josh Warrington. Craig O'Brien, your teammate there from Celtic Warriors, has got opportunities against Anthony Fowler, Kieran Conway. We've seen various Irish fighters take these underdog shots and I guess an opportunity to put themselves in the shop window, change their lives, change their careers. But I guess watching them go over, just, it, it often feels like there's a sense of inevitability as the result comes about. Well, like, <clears throat> go back to, like, who did Eric Donovan box? He boxed Robsy Ramirez, a double Olympic champion. You can't put Dalton Smith in that same category. Mm. Um, no disrespect to, to Craig McCarthy or some of them lads. They don't have the amateur pedigree that I have. You know what I mean? So, like, you're picking, um, you're at the scale. So, like, you're picking at the lower scale of the, of, of some of the amateur boxing that Irish had and putting it against the top professional boxers in the world. And that's all your scale. And, like, myself and Dolly Smith are, it's going to be a 50 50 fight. And that's the way I look at it. That's the way I see it. Um, Maybe maybe the bookies would have it. I'm uh, an underdog, and maybe a lot of boxing enthusiasts would too. But they don't know exactly um, what I've been doing because I've been off the radar. I've been off the grid. No one can. No one knows what I've been doing. You know, only me and and my team and the people around me know what I've been doing. And I know at my best, I'll beat Dalton Smith. He hasn't ever fought anyone like me, and I have fought plenty of people like him through my career. And there's nothing that he's going to do on the night that I haven't seen before. And if if he comes out and hurts me in the first 30 seconds, well, good and well. I'll either get up or I'll or that'll be the end of it. I won't have any regrets. I'll make sure that when the bell rings, I'll have, I'll have it all emptied out and I'll have everything put into that fight. And whether when I come out on top, I come out on top. If I don't, I don't. I'm going to hold my hand up and say I gave it everything and I had nothing else to offer. And that's the way I've done my whole boxing career. So, yes, a lot of Irish boxers have failed. They've took the chance and they've, and they've ran at it. Um, but I'm running at this now too. But I believe I'm better boxer coming into this now. And Dalton Smith is overrated in, in terms of he's not in the same league as Rob Ramirez. What you actually put him in the same league as. So he's definitely not. Yeah, I appreciate there's different scales and you can't really compare necessarily all those opponents. Like Bradley Ray is not Robert Z. Ramirez. Alan Babich is a different fighter. And and it's 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 fair to say you, you don't see this fight as being kind of in the dreaded category of dare to dream. Well, uh, I, I do because it's, it is sort of a make or break fight for me. You know, I win this fight um, and it's going to change my future. And that's the way I look at it. If I lose it, you know, what else is there in boxing for me either? So, like, this is a make-or-break fight. Whether we look at it that way, whether you say it, it's in black and white. And I'm, and I'm happy to, to go with that, too. But I know I have the beating of this guy. I, uh, I, I had uh, offers of other fights, other fighters um, that were well-ranked and in a bigger weight than me, other lads as well. Um, and I refused them fights. I didn't want to take the fight because I, I had no chance. And that's being honest, where in my situation, I had no chance. So I'm, I'm not trying to, to like, every boxer thinks he's going to win. Every boxer wants to be world champion. Every boxer wants to be the best and, and cocky. <coughs> but I, I'm, I know my limits. I know my talents. And 
I know my lane. So I'm staying in my lane now. Mm. And I know this is the reason I took this fight is because I can win it. Is activity a concern though? You're a year out of the ring. And since uh, Dalton Smith made his debut in uh, May of 2019, he's fought nine times. You know, you've fought once in that time. Um, what, what's act, how is activity going to affect you? Or lack you know, thereof? I, could I have had five fights there against journeymen over the last two years? Yes. Could I have knocked them out all in the first round? Yes. Would I have got anything out of that? No. What about all the sparring I've been doing with James Tennyson, the sparring I've been doing with Tiernan Bradley, with Ryan O'Rourke, with, with Niall O'Connor? You know what I mean? Like they, They're better than any journeyman fights that you can you can think of. Like the, Just because on my record says I have been on the couch for, for three years does not mean I've been on the couch for three years. we all seen the film The Fighter, Mickey Ward. Nicky Box and Sanchez and say he's on the couch. But he came in he came in an absolute beast, you know. Um so that's that I hope and that's going to be me. Yeah. Uh, a, a your spirit I, animal, Mickey Ward. He's someone you oh, look up to, all right, and more. Oh man, like before I knew I would ever be friends with him, he was he was an Irish legend in terms of an Irish warrior. You know, he was something that we all aspire to be, you know. Was he the best boxer in the world? Absolutely not. Had he the most skill? No. Had he had he the heart of 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 an a warrior? Yes, he did. And that's what people love. That's people aren't attracted to the best boxers in the world. In fact, they, they fall out with them. The Floyd Mayweather, like they they look at these guys and they they're nearly jealous and they turn away. But people. Can 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 um, react to, to the heart that Mickey Ward had, and they can relate to it. Mm. And you know, and we all did. So I remember watching him over the years. You know, I'd obviously put it on and just watch it in awe because it was such a great fight, especially the three fights with Gatti. And then obviously the film came out. We all loved the film because it was boxing, and we could I could relate to it, and you know with the family as well and different things. So it was, it was mighty. And then when I went over to Boston, you know, he was, he was a ringside for my fight and I did a training session. And then after the following day, and then he walked with me to every fight in Boston I was in. So, you know, we're, we're friends now, but I'm probably telling everyone he's a friend of mine, but I don't think he tells anyone <laughs> I'm his friend, like, you know, that kind of way, but no, he's, he's a very good guy down to earth. And, uh, Delighted to have to have him part of my journey. Whether I'll ever see him again, if I'm, that determines if I'm in Boston or not. But at least I have the stories, you know, and I have the the pictures. Let's say that we were we, we soldiered on together. Yeah, yeah. I, I like what you're saying there about like we do tend to gravitate more towards flawed champions and the flawed genius than the the guys who were perfect throughout their careers. Um, but Dalton Smith, have you noticed any flaws in his game? I'm sure you've been watching a bit of tape. I'm sure you, yourself and Pascal Collins, your coach, have been studying his uh, performances. What have you seen? There is. Look, at there's plenty of flaws in, in Dalton Smith's game, but believe it or not, there's plenty of flaws in my game too, and I see a lot of my own. Um, but it's good that I'm aware of them, that I'm conscious of them, and I can try and correct them. But I'm not going to tell you here now exactly what my game plan is or what's going to happen on the night or what I see as Dolph Smith's weaknesses. 
because there's a chance he could listen to this. It's all over social media, and there's a chance someone could listen to it. Or, you know, so I'm I'd rather I'm happy to come in under the radar with the surprise element. But my back is to the wall. I have no other options. I'm under the radar. No one knows what I've been at or where I've been. I've been, and I never once shied away from a fight, and I've never. I've never disappointed. I would often got bit, and I often, um, you know, didn't do as well as I as I meant to do. But I never disappointed. I always showed up, and you know, I'm going to show up again on Saturday night. Yeah, straight off the couch. So they say. Tell us about your sparring around Dublin. Like, um, Dublin seems to have no real scene by rights of live professional boxing. However, there are a couple of busy gyms. Like you say, you've been getting plenty of good sparring. Uh, James Tennyson is a guy you can get an inspiration off because by my book, I'd say Tennyson probably pulled off the best underdog win of an Irish guy in England in the last decade when he beat Martin J. Ward to win the European title. He wasn't fancy to win that fight at all and he, he went and did it, you know, one by knockout. But what's your sparring been like in the gyms of Dublin? Obviously, you train out of the Celtic Warriors gym. There's O'Rourke's gym. Um, just Pete Taylor has a crew as well there. Uh, who have you been working with and what have you been up to? Just go back to that there, um, James Tennyson. I actually didn't really know James Tennyson at that time. I was in the matchroom gym sparring Ricky Burns um, that actually day that um, the lads were going off to win Martin J. Ward and stuff like that. And he was going around very, you know, confident and he didn't really... You know, he didn't even know he was going into a fight. Um, but And I didn't really know anything about James Tennyson either, but he, he stormed out of the scene. And I fairly knew about him after that because I was sparing him. I, I, I said I did over 100 rounds with him over the last couple of years. And believe me, I, 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 had, to, I had to earn every one of them rounds. So, like, it's no surprise that he that he was such a, an accomplished boxer, you know, and I'm sure he will come back again. But in terms of the boxing scene in, in Dublin, it's it's hot. It's hot property. There's some, like, boxing in Ireland is, is, is hot property. And just because we're not getting the recognition, we're not on the news, we're not on the papers, we're not, there's no live shows, that doesn't mean that the quality isn't out there. It just means it has, it's not been, it's not been shown. You go into any gym in Ireland and you get, good quality sparring, you get good quality fights. So like it's no different now for me. There's and there's like the light welterweight division is is plentiful as well. You know, there's 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 three or four lads in our own gym. Um in in Stephen O'Rourke's gym as well. There's there's two lads there, the Ryan O'Rourke and uh Tina Bradley I use as well. And Nyla Connor and Jesus in, in our own gym. So there's plenty there. I haven't mixed it with, with, with a whole pile of others. We like to keep to our own scene. And uh, we have we have a plan in place and it's working well, thankfully. Before we move on from Tennyson, we saw him suffer a shock defeat last year. I think he was fighting for the IBO title. Like yourself, kind of went up against the Mexican and almost, you know, bit off, I was going to say bit off more than he could chew, but just got hit, got, got dropped. And, uh, you know, the, the fight didn't go his way. Uh, you've done over 100 rounds with him. Many would rank James Tennyson as, as one of the hardest punching Irish boxers of the last century almost. Like if you get hit by James Tennyson, you're going down. So can you tell us what it's like going through so many rounds with him? And also, I guess, do you think do you think he, he will come back? Like you, you must know him somewhat personally at this stage. Yeah. 
of course they do. He's a good lad, a good a good lad for for Irish boxing and real down to earth, honest honest boxer. It's no bullshit with him, and that's what I'm drawn to. That you know, if if there was any airs and graces, or if there was an attitude with him, um, I wouldn't have spared him because I wasn't even in camp, and I was sparing. I was in camp for sparing. I wasn't. There was no re- reason to put myself into punishment sparing him. Mm. For no reason, only that I wanted to help with him, and I wanted to take it for myself as well. But if if it didn't suit me, I wouldn't have done it. But I had to work for every round. He's a very hard hitter, and he was super featherweight at that time. He's obviously a lightweight now, but I couldn't imagine fighting him with eight ounce gloves and no headgear, and that's and that's the truth. But he's, I'd rank him probably like I'd. Let's say I put him at nine out of ten in terms of power, and and I put Nyla Connor at the very same. I put him nine out of ten as well. Yeah, he hits very hard, but he just hasn't got the the platform to showcase his skills yet. But I'm hopefully he's going to get it soon. But he is a he's a serious operator too that that hits very hard. So I've been in the ring now and sparing a lot of lads that hit hard. I've been in with heavier lads that don't hit as hard as both of them. So you know you can't take chances with a puncher or a banger. There's, there's too much at risk, and I've been hurt. I've been down. I've got up. You know, that's all part of it. I'm not not afraid to get hit now either, and I'm used to getting hit. So I don't know. Is that a good thing to say? That I'm used to getting hit, but I've said it. Um, you know, so I'm not I'm not afraid to take any chances now because I've I've I don't think I don't know. I'm fairly confident. I'm an educated guess. Donald Smith doesn't hit as hard as Nyla Connor or James Jones. You think so? That's what I'm banking on, yeah. Yeah. If he does, if he does, it'll be a long, it'll be a long night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, I hope he doesn't. Obviously, you're, you're not really ready to reveal your game plan. Um, are you happy with your lot in professional boxing so far? I know it's been a frustrating couple of years. Like you mentioned, visa issues as well, because you you, you have that relationship with Mickey Ward. Uh, your gym has a connection with Ken Ken Casey in Boston. You know, it seemed like things were open there. And I remember when COVID broke out two years ago, you were actually in the States getting ready to fight. That's right. Look, I turned professional back in 2017. What's that, five years ago now? And, I've, I've, you know, backing over to Boston was great. I was in in, in, in London sparring Ricky Burns. I was down in Manchester sparring Antti Corolla. Um, You know, great times meeting Joe Geller, meeting Antti Corolla, meeting all these guys. Um, like meeting Kate Taylor on the road, meeting Andy Lee on the road, like <clears throat> going out to drink coffee with Mickey Ward and you know, and drinking pints with his brother Dickie, you know, like there, like you know, like working nine to five, you don't get them stories, you know, like an Irish pipe band marching out, um. To, to to the to the ring in in the House of Blues in Boston, you know that that's all special. Fill the house and the TF over two thousand people roaring and shouting your name. Your sister singing in the ring just before you come in live on on TG Four. Like boxing doesn't owe me anything. This stage in my in my life and in my career, it doesn't owe me anything. And it's it's I have some amazing stories and experiences and life lessons and amazing mistakes that I made that, you know, <clears throat> I couldn't have made or I couldn't have done or I couldn't have seen if I if I wasn't boxing and I wasn't mixing these circles. But 
frustrating at times, very frustrating. But, you know, I'm now in the biggest fight of my life. For the, in the, on the biggest stage of my career, for the biggest parts of my life, and for the biggest reward of my life. So I'm not doing too bad, you know? Yeah. And for, a man, well, for, for a man that's on the couch, I'm doing all right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I, I saw you had a nice tweet there when you got the... Uh... When you got the fight confirmed, you said just when I was, I thought I was there, they'd pull me back in. I want to hear your best yeah. Michael Corleone impression here. I need to stand up now for this one. <laughs> I'm going to do Silvio, Silvio after, 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 after Sopranos. Sopranos. Yeah. Just when I was out. Or just, just when I was out, they pulled me back in. Not too bad now, not too bad. <laughs> not too bad. You caught me on the hop a little bit. That's what I thought it was out, yeah. I was just wondering, like, if obviously you've got this big opportunity now, but had you thought about, had you given retirement any thought in the last couple of years, like training for nothing, um, you know, training to get other lads sharp for fights, like like all those rounds you put in with James Tennyson, it must have got annoying, frustrating, and it's a long way up from Mayo to Dublin to get your sparring in. Harold, what are you talking about in retirement every, every day for three years? Yeah. <laughs> it would have crossed my mind. I know it didn't, but... Oh, for sure. It was harder for me to keep going and to, to, to take the risks and to put the money into the car, to, to cover my expenses going up and down to Dublin, to leave work, to leave home here, a new baby at home, to leave, go up there and nothing on the horizon. Like, it cost me a few pounds over the last three years because, I, you know, I wasn't making anything in fights or anything like that, but... Oh, yeah, it crossed my mind so, so many times that I was actually daft to stay at it because there was nothing on the horizon. You know, like a right man would have packed it in long ago. And I didn't because I knew there's something out there for me and I knew I'd put in so much effort and my boxing career wasn't just going to fade into the background. You know, like I've done so much in my boxing career, that I wasn't just going to let it slip away without without a crash or a bang. You know, I'm going to make plenty of noise yet, and then I'll either go out on my shield or I'll go out in a blaze of glory when I do go out. But I was never going to slip into the background. Surely you know me better than that. But it did. It, had, it crossed my mind just to walk away. But maybe I was too thick, too stubborn, and uh, I wouldn't walk away and I wouldn't give up. That's one thing about me. I'll never give up. But when the time is right, I'll know what the right decision is to do. I've never heard of a tick mayo, man. doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I understand that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, and I suppose, do you see this fight then as like grasping the nettle in order to get back to where you want to be? You have to do something difficult or like a, an opportunity you're like delighted about? I suppose it's a bit of everything. It's a bit of everything. This, we pushed for a big fight, and I've got the big fight. And that's, I'm not, I don't really look at it as anything else. This mm. is, you know, I'm not going to blow it up, or I'm not going to dress it up anyway. This is a fight that we've been looking for, that I want, that, that give me everything that I want. But it can also take away everything. So it is the fight that we wanted. And it's a look at when the bell rings. It's it's a fight. It, it, the ring, no matter what ring, wherever you are in the world, they're all the rings are the same. 
three minutes is three minutes no matter where you are. I've been in the ring with better less than Dolph Smith and I've nothing to I've nothing to be you know, nothing's gonna change the fact that I'm going to go in and I'm going to beat him and I'm going to make it back to the top where I should be. And I'm just disappointed that it took this long to get in front of Eddie Hearn. And I know I'll make an impression and I'm hoping he's going to, I'm hoping he's going to like what he sees. Mm. Because that's what it's all about, isn't it? If you impress, there could be other opportunities. We've seen um, Thomas O'Toole, um, a fellow man from the West, get an opportunity on the zone and um, I think it was on the Jason Quigley bill, wasn't it, against Andrade? Yeah. Um, which kind of showed everything that can happen when an Irish guy gets on a matchroom card. Sometimes you go in as the underdog, it doesn't go well, and then sometimes you make an impression, score a big knockout, and then things seem to open up for you. Um, you're fighting for the vacant WBC International Silver Super Lightweight title. What's what's that title all about? So that title is actually the same title I fought for in Castlebar, but the weight above. So that's where we're at. Um, Dalton Smith is actually a WBA international title or intercontinental champion and I wasn't actually eligible for that belt and they they came up with they found this belt that we can fight for it's a ranking belt in the WBC and they sanctioned it and I was delighted that I was eligible for that because just over the last three years I haven't been doing an awful lot so you know that's that's good for me too that you know Joel Smith thinks because the paperwork says I'm not eligible, I'm not eligible to fight. You know what I mean? So I'm happy mm. enough with that. Whether there was a belt on the line or not, that didn't matter to me because it wasn't about that. It's about getting out there and taking taking this opportunity by or taking the bull by the horns because big platform, big stage, and uh, I have to take it. I have to take it. I have no I have no other options at this stage. What are you willing to do to win? Everything. What do I have that that he can take? Nothing. I have nothing. I can only win. I can only take everything that's out there. I have nothing to bring. If he beats me, they'll say, you better fella that was on the couch. That's no good. He's everything to lose. He does have he does have his place his ascent you know he the only way is down and when you're on the way up only way but, is down he's he's looking at Sam Maxwell for the British title that's gone to pass bids I'm only in the way I'm that's a nice place to be when he's looking at the risk. next fight it's a risk fighting me because if he beats me it's no good to him and he doesn't know what he's going fighting. Do you think he'd be talking to uh, the likes of Tom Stalker to, you know, there's not much out there about you at the minute. Do you think he'd be talking to any no, of your fellow opponents? Think, it's a long time I don't, ago. I don't think so because it's a, he feels the need, he doesn't need to. I don't think Tom Stalker could tell him anything that he wouldn't know already. And I don't think I'm the same boxer as I was back in 2011. And it's not three rounds. It's not scoring by points. You know, you couldn't compare any of them to the same. I don't know even who he could talk to because he, 
haven't been mixing with them. You know, I've seen plenty of footage on him. He looked good. He looked sharp, absolutely. And I don't expect him to be any different on March 26th. But I can only do what I can do. And that's put everything into it and everything I have to make sure I win it. Do you think, um, although it didn't go your way against Urs Quetta, do you think that was the best Ray Moylet there's been? Maybe it just didn't, uh, obviously, the, the way the fight went, you know, with those couple of knockdowns, you end up losing it. But, you know, you'd gone in, like you say, with the sparring with Ricky Burns. I remember meeting Anthony Crawler there at ringside. You know, there was these people there that you'd been working with to a high level. You were, you know, super fit and just you had to be in order to get off the ground or to get off the canvas. Uh, do you, have you improved since then? I don't know. <laughs> and we won't know. <laughs> I haven't been in a fight like that since. So I don't know where I am. The only way we'll, we'll see is on, on March 26th. Cause I, like, we know how good Dalton Smith is, but we don't know. Like, at my best, I will beat him. And that's the stains that out of it. But we, we don't know where I'm at. No right. one does. You've always been enigmatic. I'll give you that. To answer your question about Castlebar, was that the best for me? In parts, definitely. Did I do some stupid things that make a lot of mistakes? Yes. Did I do some good things that I don't know how I did? Yes. Overall, was the best for me? I'm not sure. Entertainment-wise, that was the best entertainment I ever gave anybody, I'd say. Um, but in terms of boxing, Maybe my best days could have been in the gym sometime. You know, I don't know. Mm. I've, I don't know. Did I ever have a flawless day out? Did I never have a flawless day in the gym? Probably not. There's a lot of mistakes all the time. So I don't know if I've ever been at my best. But in terms of amateur career, probably my best fight would against was probably against Tom Stoker. I couldn't miss him that day with punches, you know, and I was catching him. And he was beating me in sparring two weeks before that. I actually didn't want to win a fight him at all. And then I couldn't miss him with the right hand when I was there, you know. So maybe he thought he'd nothing to do as well that day. So, you know, boxing is a funny sport and anything can happen. Anything can change. Momentum can turn. And, you know, when you're in, when you're in, when you're in the ring, you've always a shot. And when the bell rings, all bets are off. I rewatched there recently. One of the best Irish underdog wins in Britain. Martin Rogan beating Matt Skelton. A heavyweight, I think he got the Commonwealth title. Skelton's European uh, crown was left off the table that night, but that was up there. I think until Tennyson against Ward, that was mm. that was the one. Well, I'm hoping you'll be talking to someone next week in your podcast. You'll be saying Ray Milet's podcast is up there with, or Ray Milet's underdog <laughs> win is up there with 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 Martin Rogan and James Tennyson. Well, we we don't know the odds yet. I I, I assume I, I don't know if they're out there or not actually, but. You know, we can assume how that they're going to look at this and you know yourself. Oh, absolutely. But I'm under no illusion. But this is, you know, I expect to be the underdog and I'm happy enough to be the underdog. Like, for a long time, people expected a lot of me. Whether I delivered or didn't, I didn't you know, that, that wasn't part of it. But there was, there was always a lot expected of me. You know, you mentioned there at the in your intro, like about the Olympic Games and all that. Like when I came back from from Turkey winning the European medal in 2011, everyone only talked about the Olympic Games and about, 
you know, that was a year later. I couldn't even enjoy my my European medal because it was all about the Olympics, all about the Olympics. And I was being, you know, they were pushing me towards that. They weren't pushing me. Look, I was pushing myself. But the expectation then of that, and then going into the expectation of the Irish seniors, you know, everyone expecting Raymond to this and do that. Sometimes it did, sometimes it didn't do it. So I'm actually happy enough to win under the radar and happy enough to win with not much expectation from the general public. But my close circle of friends, my family, my, my teammates, my sparring partners, they know what I can do. And look at, they, I'm sure they expect something from me, but it's, it's not, it's not the public, it's not the public that I'm trying to impress now at this minute of time either. So whatever the odds are, the odds are. Ray, you've got great support down in Mayo. Are you bringing a good crowd over? Um, I'm not 100% sure. Thankfully, for the first time in my career, this is not a ticket deal fight. You know, nice, yeah. Like, um, like professional boxing is great. It has its graces and its, and its uh, exclusive deals and rights. And But at the end of the day, it's about putting bums on seats. And whether you're fighting the TF in Castlebar or you're fighting in Boston, your main goal is to sell tickets. Your second goal is to fight. So, thankfully, Eddie Hearn is is on the ball with everything, and Josh Warrington is a cash cow that I don't need to worry about selling any tickets, and I can just work, focus on the fight and just get myself over there, and and not need to worry about John over the road is he coming to support me and I need him. But I have a handful going over. But there's no direct flights from Knock either to Leeds. You know, that's a that's a bit of an issue. So I have a handful coming over, the dry herds are coming, but then the other fact of that is there's only forty pound tickets available left and the diehard fans I have that are going to make the effort to come over, they're not really they don't, they don't want to be on forty pound tickets and nosebleed seats. You know, they want to get close to the ring. They're making the effort. They're real boxing fans. They're real boxing people are, and their family, most of them. So, you know, they want to be closer to the ring. So it's not, the circumstances aren't ideal in terms of, I'm not going to mad, mad trying to push tickets and, and, and try and bring people over there. I will have a handful over and a few over there already in, in, in Leeds and the few that come up from Manchester and Birmingham. But I don't know who's coming and Obviously, I'd love to hear my name being, being called around the stadium, but I, thankfully, I'm not worried about it. And I know the people that are there, will they will make enough noise, but I couldn't tell you how many is going offhand. Given how many of your teammates have gone up against the machine, the matchroom thing, like Craig O'Brien, Spike O'Sullivan, Eric Donovan last year against Self and Barrett, uh, Niall Kennedy against Pavich, have, have any of them had any words of encouragement? Just things to look out for. Remember, we spoke to Niall a couple of weeks ago. Now, he fought on the matchroom um, behind the, behind closed doors during COVID, but there was a couple of things he wished he'd known before going over. Have any of the lads been in your ear about things that you should know? No, not directly. Now, in fairness, and thankfully, Packy Collins, my manager and trainer, is on the ball. He's been He's been around the scene a long time, and he's seen little things and little changes and he's been made very clear of certain things that need to be done and that has to be done and that shouldn't be done. So he's been very clear. 
and Pecky is, is is very much all about the boxer. So I'm delighted to be on his side. I wouldn't personally like to be on the other side when Pecky Collins comes negotiating to the table because you'll you'll end up with far less than you came with when Pecky goes negotiating. So the no none of the lads have actually said anything specifically to me. But have you anything there to add that, that they would have maybe told you? Because the lads aren't in camp at the minute, most of them. So they're not in the gym. And the days I'm in the gym, whether they're up there or not, I mightn't even see them. So, you know, is there anything that I should even look out for? Uh, I suppose, no, just Niall's advice is fresh in my mind. But he was talking about fight camp and, you know, he probably wasn't prepared enough in terms of just bringing over a mate to keep him company behind closed doors or bringing a PlayStation or an Xbox just to pass the days. But most of that is because he was, you know, he was locked in a hotel for a, for a week, you know. Yeah could only leave to get his meals at specific times. But most of that stuff won't affect you. Um, I can't, I'm not in a position to give you any advice on how to enjoy a big fight night. You know far more about that than I do. Although no, I'd probably, I'd probably say go for a few jars at about four o'clock. That's, that's yeah. probably more, that's, that doesn't necessarily <laughs> yeah. translate across. No, you can, I can, you can take advice from everyone. Everyone mm. has advice and everyone has, you know, the day you don't take advice from anyone is the day you need to walk away or step back or, have a look at yourself, you know. So I'll always take advice. What about the main event? Um, who do you, do you think Warrington has a has a shot to take the title back, or will Kiko? Uh, I yeah, I think Warrington has the shot to take it. I'm actually yeah, I, I'm very impressed with Warrington. I've seen him actually when I was over sparring Crawl at that time. Warrington was over sparring him too, and he's a very good operator. And I've seen him, you know, firsthand. But I do think Warrington will have too much in the tank for for Martinez. You know, Martinez is good. But I think his his reign is is coming to an end, and I think he's I think we've seen the best of Kiko Martinez. Let's say I think Warrington is 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 back hungry with the with the bit in between the teeth. Just before we go, Ray Anna, thanks so much for your time tonight. Uh, what about Mayo's chances this year? I know you're a big Mayo GA fan, a bit like myself. Um, Ryan O'Donoghue, former boxer, spearheading the attack, he goes from strength to strength. Do you know much about Ryan's boxing career? I don't, but I, I believe he was Golden Gloves in Belmullet, and he, I'm I'm not sure if he won in All Ireland or not. Did he underage? I uh, I think he might have. He may have a uh, you know a, a schoolboy All Ireland or something. Um, but to be honest with you, I didn't know he boxed um until it just came up recently last year. But he stood out to me on the pitch a lot, and. A great, a great corner forward and very accurate, and plays with with, with his heart in his sleeve as well. And you know, like a, a lot of inter county players, you know, they like to be, they like to tell you they're inter county players, and they like to that the image more so than actual playing the game, you know. And he's not one of them, and I was sort of drawn to him um, directly. Well, I've seen him playing with Ben with Ben Mullet as well in the intermediate championships with Mikhail Park, and he stood out. He stood out a mile from from the rest of the players. He's he's a serious operator, mm. and he's a big future ahead in inter county football. And he he's playing it for the game. Let me just say that you know. So and there's a few more of them as well that are, that are playing it for the game. Well, you'll be delighted to know that Dermot Connolly has tipped Mayo to win the All Ireland this year. So that you know, it's it's coming home. I think. I think they're like 
slagging Mayo people, I'd say, you know, sometimes Brolly does it and Pasvalan will say, you know, but I don't know, do they really think that? You know, it's hard to call it this this far out. Um, Mayo are obviously doing very well in the league and stuff like that, but we've often done well in the league. Mm. You know, it's nearly a trait of ours, we do well in the league. But, you know, championship is the business and no more than, than golf or darts, doubles for draw or putting, you know, doubles for draw, triples for show. Like, it's about the business end of the competition. That's where you need to be shining, you know. This is, Mayo are very good. We've all the support in the world, but it's not going to get you over the line. But I believe the, the, the setup here is, is, is good enough to bring them to the top. Um, I believe that team is good enough to bring them to the top. But you need to get the rub of the green, you need to get the look, you know what I mean, as well, along with everything else. So I hope, I I hope that they do it and they get there, but I want them to do it for the football and not for what else it brings. So if that makes sense. Like, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. That's something they're criticised about. That's something that, like you say, these these faraway pundits like Brawley and Splam would often criticise them for their so-called celebrity culture or whatever. Yeah, and I'd rather them to be less vocal and just to do it on the pitch. You know, like, maybe maybe people are saying the same about me. Maybe I'm too vocal and maybe I'm out there too much. But... You have to sell that, tickets. Oh, I do have to sell tickets, yeah. but they have to fill Crow Park. That's a lot harder. But... Just that's my only look. That's only my own opinion. Like they all started playing football for the love of the game. You know, I started boxing for the love of the game. Like we're coming from similar backgrounds, same the same bread and butter as what we're having every day. So it's the same the same water we're drinking. So mm. I want them to succeed, and I'd like if they would want me to succeed because we're all we're all part of the same cloth at this stage. Yeah, I think just to close out this interview and thanks so much again for your time, Ray. I think if you get a win over Dalton Smith, it'd be kind of like winning something like Division Two, winning a good competitive Division Two, setting up a championship run. Then that's the I suppose that's the hope for you, isn't it? Win this fight, and then anything can happen. No, this is a world title for me. Okay, there's no Division Two. This is a world title. This is my future. This if I win this. Anything is possible in terms of the big fights are there. Like Eddie Harris won't throw me into a big fight again straight after, but that's all right. But if I lose this, there's nothing for me. So this is a world title fight for me, and that's the way I look at it. There's not yeah. a division two fight. Well, there's he no, might back, be, there's no he might be a divi- He might be a division two fighter, but this is not a division two fight. I say Division 2 with the greatest respect. Division 2 is a good competitive league and if you win Division 2, you could go on to win the championship. But probably, you know, I say, I say it like, no. I say that with every respect, not, no, with, you not, can't, trying, to, no. not trying to bring them down. You can't, yeah, we're not bringing them down. You're ringing down the, the teams in Division 2 as well. This is a world title fight, Kevin. And this, yeah. is, this, this is the biggest fight of my career. Well, Ray Moyley, you sound ready for it. I am ready. I have no choice but to be ready. I wish you the best. Ray Moyla, thank you very much for joining us today on the Rocky Road. Fights Dalton Smith at Leeds, direct arena, first direct arena on March the 26th. Best wishes. Thank you very much, Kevin.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.